usher in the presence of God. You know, one of the reasons I brought AJ and he brought Jalen in. And there's a spirit of, of, of Elijah on them. And we bring, we brought him in here to provoke some things that's lying dormant. Amen. Because can these dry bones live? But I believe God wants to speak to the dry bones in this hour. And so we need radical, out-of-the-box type of gifts in the house of God. So we've got to meet what God is doing. And that's why you've been seeing a lot of reorganization and a lot of changing and a lot of things. Because it's time for the people of God. We've got to release our gifts. You, you are gifted and, and well able this morning. You have been endowed, amen, with the Spirit of God. And He brought gifts into your life. And so we thank Him this morning. But I want to remove the, the restraints off of you. Amen. I know it's Valentine's Day and somebody didn't get a, some candy this morning. But, but, but I want you to know you got your candy 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died at the cross. He is your chocolate. Amen. He is your cherry this morning. Amen. He's an able God this morning. And so releasing the gifts. You come in here on Sunday, you don't need permission to release your gifts in this place. You release your gifts. Amen. We've been through a hard pandemic. And, 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 and we've got to loose. Amen. For God. So I thank God this morning. Amen. For this Valentine's Day. And amen. Valentine's Day to everybody. We love him this morning. Amen. You want to break through, I'm telling you. We're we going to win this thing when we put the praisers, when we put the worship up front. Amen. The Bible says praise confuse the enemy. When we put the praises up front, we're going to win the battle. So that's just why we're shifting. That's why we're doing different things. We got now a dance that is called Insane for Christ because we want to be insane about him in this hour. We, we want, amen, to do, God is doing a new thing. And we've got to meet him with something new. So we give him the honor and we give him the glory in this particular hour. Amen, somebody. Go quickly this morning to the book of 1 Peter chapter 4. Brother AJ, that, that doggone organ sounded real good. That organ made me almost want to get saved again if it was such a thing. Once saved, always saved. But if it was, I would have got saved again this morning. Thank God for Elder Lewis with that great awesome exhortation this morning. She gave it all. And that's what we've got to do in this hour. Give it all to him. Don't leave anything back. There used to be a song saying, go hard. We're going hard in the paint. Go hard for God. Go hard for him in this hour. Amen. First Peter quickly, chapter 4. We thank God for our, amen, our virtual congregation. And we know we're coming back to some sense of normalcy in the worship setting. And we thank God. And God has allowed us to be YouTubing and things like that. We'll get back to our singers. And, and, and pretty quickly, we had to get the ministers in place first. And God is just doing a new thing. God is good this morning. So go quickly with me to the book of First Peter, chapter 4. There's a word this morning. Amen, from the Lord. And I thank God for, for you all this morning who have, have come out. Amen, on this uh, Valentine's Day Sunday. Amen. You could be laying in the bed with Boo this morning. And, and Boo ain't trying to do nothing with God. Amen. Amen. Boo would have dragged you right down to hell with him. Amen. Or her. Amen. Boo it. Amen. Whoever it is. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, and again, we salute our online congregation a lot of our members haven't come back yet and we still want to let you know that we love you you're still a part of the family and god bless you and and hopefully on this day that that that, that you feel amen experience god's love which is the most important love that we can ever experience that's what Valentine's Day is about the love love and giving amen so first peter chapter 4 verse 7 says but the end of all things is at hand be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things, above all things, have fervent charity love among yourselves. For there is love that covers or shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging as every man has received the gift even so minister the same one to another 
as good stewards of the manifold of grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God and all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want to talk about this morning as we're still up under the theme of the calling of the family. And we're backing into this slowly, into the specific roles of the family. General discussion, the calling of the family, and more specific this morning, I want to talk about to persevere in love. Eternal Lord, our God, we thank you, we praise you, we give honor and glory for God truly. You are worthy to be praised. We thank you for your word. Your word is always right. It is always true. It always leads us to greater places. And so, God, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for understanding that only the Holy Spirit can give us. Open up our hearts this morning, oh God. Touch our minds to be focused on the engrafted word of you. Teach us now, God. Encourage us now, God. Edify us now, God. Do your word. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. And again, we're talking family, but specifically, uh, a more specific this morning. Amen. God bless y'all this morning on this, amen, this, this Sunday morning, uh, second Sunday of, of, of February 2021. Uh, we're talking about specifically, generally the family, but we're talking about persevering in love. Uh, because the hallmark of every family, uh, make no mistake about it, is love. Uh, I, I think it was Freddie, Freddie Jackson. I don't want to get outside gospel, but Freddie Jackson said, you know, you can have a, a house that's not a home. Amen. You can have a house and you can have furniture and you can have all kind of folk in the house and you can have an address and you can have lights and, and, and water, but it doesn't make it a home. What makes a home a home is love must exist in the home. Love this morning is the most powerful force known to man. It is, it is, it is, so, it is so powerful it will transition people from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into kingdom of light. And also the Bible, especially Paul, tells us that without love, we're very ineffective. The Bible says that we can be gifted and blessed in, in, in every way, but without love, the Bible says that we make no impact. So what the Apostle Peter this morning is, is, is writing to the church, and he's writing to them in the context of spiritual warfare. He's giving them understanding on the things that they must do to succeed in the end time. For he says, amen, to the initial part of, of this, 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 this part of this letter, he says, for the end is at hand. Now, he wrote this 2,000 years ago. Amen. And, and we know that God has ordained the church we, who we are to be on the earth for 2,000 years. He wrote this right after Jesus sent it. The time clock for the church being on earth had started ticking at that particular moment. We know now that we're at the end of the 2,000-year period. And yes, it was relevant then, but it's even more relevant now as we're certainly at the end of the end time. So Peter writes this particular account, amen, to, to, to help them because at the end time, thing, things, things are not as easy as it once was. So 2,000 years later, he comes to this dispensation and he tells us the end is nearer than what you can even imagine. And in any end time, it's just like a football game. A football game going down to the two-minute, everything intensifies. And everything now is intensifying. Uh, the work of the enemy, the, the kingdom of darkness, the devil, the, 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 the false prophet, the antichrist, and, and all the kingdom that works against God himself is intensifying their work in the earth. So what Peter is doing is giving them some last-minute strategies. He's, he's, he's giving them some things that they need to do 
to order to persevere this hour that they have been ordained to go through. And so what he does, he looks at verse 7. He gives them a few things. First of all, he, and I don't know what translation you says, but let me, I'm taking these words more from the Greek. He says, he says, be very serious about this hour. He says, this is not the hour to play. It's the hour to be serious about your calling, about your purpose, amen, and what you have been assigned to do in this particular hour. He says, be very serious. But also, he says, to, to, be, to be watchful. He says to be a watchman, which means to be, to have spiritual discernment, to be able to see past the natural, to be able, because you can't pray unless you're spiritually discerned. You, you can't pray just over the natural. You must pray on the spirit. In order to see the spirit, you must have a spiritual insight into what's going on in the earth realm. So he's given us the awesome opportunity to have a spiritual discernment about, about things that are going on right now that we need to pray for. He given us a spiritual sermon about to look past people's rhetoric and their posture and to look at their heart. He's giving us that spirit. So he says, be serious, be sober, also meaning don't be drunk on this world. He says, don't, 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 and Paul talks about this in the book of Ephesians when he says, don't be, don't be drunk on wine, but be sober. The wine of the world. He says, this is not the time to be intoxicated. Don't, don't get caught off guard when Jesus come and you're intoxicated, stumbling around like you don't know where you're going. He says, but you need to be sober. You always need to be alert. Amen. So you won't be taken advantage of. Then the fourth thing he tells them in verse 7, he gives them four points. In verse 7, he also tells them, you need to pray. He says, you, you need to pray, amen, like, like, like you ain't never prayed in your life. You need to have a, a daily prayer life like, like, like you had when that child was, was facing 30 years in prison. You need to get back to praying. All of that is in verse 4 because he's giving them strategies to live in the end time. But, but, but then he spends four verses talking about the family. He gives four, what, four things in one verse, but then he spends four verses talking about the family. And this is what he says and as he makes a transition, amen, in, in verse 8. He says, and above all things. He says, everything I mentioned is important, it's relevant. He says, but even above those things, what's even more important is the family, the group, natural and spiritual, and it cannot happen without love. He spends one verse, Sister Valerie, on, on, on these awesome four spiritual strategies. Because sometimes we're so spiritual, we're no earthly, godly good because we don't operate in the practical things like love. And he says, if you're going to beat the enemy in an end time, you've got to have a family. You've got to be strong. You can't be dysfunctional, you can't be disfragmented, but you've got to be very strong and built up in this last hour. You will not do it solo, you will do it in the natural family, and the natural family makes up the spiritual family, the church. It takes everything to do, but he says, above all, make sure you give attention to the family. <laughs> make very sure while you're praying. You get up and you don't curse out your husband. Come on, church. Make very sure while you spiritually discern that you discern your own heart where lacking love may be lacking. So he says, above all these things, they're important. They're part of the spiritual armor, he says. But make sure above all things that you give concern and you give understanding and that you spend time to understand how to build up a family. And you cannot build up a family without love. Amen. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 16, he says, amen, upon this rock I build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against us. He's talking about the spiritual family, which is the church. He says, if you're going to make it in this hour, you need to understand that the devil cannot come against the church. That's the only way to persevere. Then, amen, the Bible says, one could put a thousand to flight. Amen. One could put a thousand. You've got enough Holy Ghost in you, if you save, to put a thousand demons, amen, to flight. But when two of us come together, 
The Bible says that two could put 10,000 flights, and he's talking about a legion of demons. See, I don't just want to put a thousand in flight. I got a legion assigned to my agenda, a legion assigned to my family, a legion assigned to my community, a legion assigned to my children. I need to be able to put 10,000 to flight, but it will not happen with one. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. And so the one word the Apostle Paul lifts up is love. He says, above all these things, make sure you get love right. I was anticipating. I get it. Valentine's Day ain't the same as it used to be. It ain't going to never be the same again. You at the last hour now. You're going to see a whole lot of things going on in the earth. You're going to see a whole lot of things happening with those that you call yourself love. And so you got to worry about your own love. Can't concern about nobody else's love. And so this is, these are four things he gives us, and I'm gone. I'm going to give them to you quick. Write them down. He says, first of all, first of all, in 1 Peter chapter 4, the first thing that you must do, he says, is love fervently. Because I don't, I don't think some of us understand what fervently mean. This is a very big word. Paul takes it to another level in other epistles that he writes. But he says, make sure in love that you love fervently. This word fervently means to love passionately. It means to love with great intensity. It, it, it means in Greek a burning love. It, it, it means to be very passionate about your love. It, it goes past sensuality. It goes past your passion in the bed. He, he's talking about love that has substance now. And he says that love must be fervent love, which means very passionate about how I love folk. It, it means today to love hard. It, it, it means today to give it all that you got. It, it, it means today to, 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 to give everything, to pour myself out in love. Amen. Without consideration of how love is going to return. He, he says, he says, love fervently. Give, just, just leave it all out there. Amen. On the table. Leave it all out there on the field, on the court. Just, just pull out yourself in love when it comes to family and it comes relationships. Don't put constraints or restraints on your love. Don't love them until something. Don't, don't love them and, and, until this. Don't pull up what you, you're doing in love because somebody did this. He says, love them with everything that's in you. Pour yourself out. Keep loving, folk, until you can say by, from your heart, I can't give you no more. Love them like that. I'm pouring out. I ain't got nothing left to give. I, I, I've given you all my time. I, I've, I've given you, come on, I, 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 I ain't giving you 80% of my time and putting another 20% over here. Oh, I'm giving you all that I got. That's passionate love. I'm, 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 I'm giving you all of myself. I'm, I'm, I'm making myself vulnerable right now. Come on, church. I'm giving you everything that I got. I'm giving you all the finances. Come on. I'm not, I'm not hiding a bank account. I'm not hiding funds over here. I'm, I'm bringing that don't nobody know about. I'm bringing everything to the table because we're in this thing together. I'm giving you everything that I got. That's what Paul said at the end day. Paul says, I pour out as a drink offering. I ain't got nothing else to give Christ because I'm poured out now. And I'm ready now to go to the other side. You've got to be able to love passionately. Give it all that you got. Give everything that you got. Without limitations. Without restraints. That's what God the Father did for us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He gave us everything that he had that meant something to him. He gave all that he had. He loved us passionately. He loved us with great intensity. He, he loved us, amen, with a burning type of love. 
Amen. He did not have another son. He had only one begotten son, and it was the treasure of his life. But he gave him for you and I just to let you know how passionately he is about us today. <laughs> Jesus died, and when Jesus, Jesus, because you know what the father do, the son going to do. When folk try to bring their children to me, I say, don't bring your child to me. You come to me because your child doing most likely what you didn't did some way, somehow. Come on, church. But the father did, Jesus did. The Bible says in that last hour, when he was going, amen, to God, God, and was on God, God, the hill, he said, if it's possible, if it's possible, if there's another way, that I, that I can, can forfeit this hour. Don't, don't have to be, 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 be go through the, the, the agony of, of sin and be, be separated from your, your presence for that hour. He says, is there another way? If it be possible, let this come pass. But, but nevertheless, not as I will. Let thy will. I'm, I'm so passionate about these people. Even, amen. They done betrayed me. They rejected me. They just stood off of me. I'm left here with a few women. Amen. But I still love them passionately. And he says, nevertheless, not as I will. Because my emotions tell me to forget you. But 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 passion shows up and says, nevertheless, not as as I will, but but let thy will. Stop trying to love folk with emotion and intellect and give them everything that you got. And even as he hung on that cross, and, and, and the Bible says that, 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 that they tried to give him vinegar, which was a Roman antidote to help him endure the hour. Jesus rejected the, rejected the vinegar because he wanted to feel the pain, because he was so passionate about you and I. That's the question that they do we love hard. That's the question do we go hard in the paint. Amen. Do, 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 do we, we just extends past Valentine's Day. Come on, church. It's when you wake up next weekend, and, and, amen, and, and you get paid, and, and, and you got to make some decisions on how to prioritize this last dollar I got. Amen. Where is your passion at then? So it says we've got to love hard. Extends, 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 extends past the bedroom. I know folk who won't fire. Come on, church. You done heard about them. Amen. I don't know them, but you done heard about them. Amen. Somebody. But you come on. See, we didn't we didn't heard about these folk who very passionate in the bedroom, but they ain't got no passion outside the bedroom. He ain't talking about that passion. Because all that stuff gonna subside. Bible says David was passionate about his women. But the Bible says in the first king that when he got to the end of the day, I think when they other asked me the other night, got the end of the day, and they laid a young damsel next to him, he ain't even have no passion left for the young damsel. So all that stuff is going to subside. Stuff going to fall down. Stuff going to drop. Come on, church. Stuff going to sag on you, and I'm not talking about pants. Stuff is just going to get all out of whack. And if you ain't got the passion in your heart for folk, you ain't going to give them all you got. If all you got is laid up in the pasta sealy mattress, amen, it ain't going to do you no good when you get on down the line, especially in the intense time. So I'm telling you today, he says, go hard on love. Give it, give it all that you got. Put all yourself in there. And then this is the deal. If you can't love like that, leave folk alone. Stop playing with folk hard. Stop playing with God. Stop talking about you love and you can't go hard all the way because that means you really don't love. Can't come up here talking about we love you, we love you, we love you. And, and you holding back on him. You restrain. I'm passionate about you when I need you to bring something through, but, but when I got it, I'm, I lose my passion. And you got some folk out here who will mess with people's heads. You got men and women, both of them. You only used to be just the men, but women and Trump the men now. They, they come on, church, they'll mess up your mind, making you think they love you. Amen. You need to find out, are you going hard for me? Go hard. Consider everybody else. Stop always saying, well, this is what I believe. No, no, no. Consider, consider the needs and the desires and the goals of that next person. I give it everything that I got. 
I give my church, I give my church every, that's what I was telling the dancers this morning and others. I give everything that I got. I, I, I leave it all. I, amen. There's testimonies. Come on, church. Of folk who died in the church praying. They, they gave it everything they got. They, they, uh, one of the generals in the faith, Fred Price, passed away yesterday. 89 years. He gave it everything that he had. He left it all out there into the kingdom. Give it all that you got. And we can't give it all we got. Don't expect God to give us everything that he has. So first of all, he says, it, it, it's got to be a love that's fervent, passionate. We got single people here. Don't, get, don't, don't, don't marry nobody if, if they ain't start going hard. Because once you get married, ain't no hard coming. Hey, they got you then. Amen. I'm telling you what I know now. That, that's the first indicator right there. Then he says there's a love. That we fervent. <laughs> but also it says it's a love that covers. That's what he says in verse 8. He says love shall cover the multitude of sin. In this hour that we're in, I don't know if you noticed it, but God revealing a lot of things. One of the things pandemic did about besides kill a lot of folk, uh, 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 it, it's revealing a lot of things. Uh, uh, you see a lot of things, you, and you're going to see even more things. You're going to see some ugly things, not even folk that you love. You're going to see, you're going to see ugly hearts, ugly attitudes. Come on, church, you're going to see some ugly lifestyles. Come on, you, you're going to see some ugly things finna start coming out. Amen. As, as God get us to that, that, that place. But, but what true love does, it covers a multitude of sins. It, it, it's what Christ did for us at the cross, that, that, that every sin that we committed, amen, past, present, and future, that's a multitude. What Christ's blood did, it covered, it covered our sins. Even though now, even though now if we have a hiccup, a sin issue, uh, uh, because the blood of Jesus is resting on us. We're abiding in his love. Amen. The father cannot even see the sin because the, the Jesus, amen, blood covers the sin. Stop trying to expose everybody. Understand that everybody have a bad day. You know, sometimes I believe, I, 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 I wish, if, 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 I used to have a very serious drinking problem. I wish if I ever have a hiccup and, and fall back on, on that, I, 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 I hope that there ain't no church folk find me coming out that liquor store. I wish there's somebody from the world. Come on, church. Amen. Come on, church. Because the folk that, amen, if the folk that's supposed to cover you, it, it, it's, a, this, it's the one that's ready to expose you. It, it, it's ready to show the world. Amen. Look at what we got. It's, it's connected to the spirit of the enemy who's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us as God reveals. God says, I've got to reveal it, but can I get somebody who's going to go and cover them? We had this situation happen uh, 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 this week with Tessica Brown. Y'all know who Tessica Brown is? She the Gorilla Glue hair girl. Amen. Is this girl, amen, trying to get, amen, 10 minutes of social media fame. Amen. Almost calls to her whole head. Come on, Jerry. Be, be very careful of trying to get folk to like you on social media. Be very careful of trying to gain an audience over stupid stuff because that 10 minutes almost cost us a thing. But I heard when that thing happened, man, everybody was exposing her. She, amen. She had gl gl Gorilla Glue in, in the hair, it was cement, it was, it was padded down, it was, it was bonded, and, 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 and man, everybody started talking. And I'll be honest, I said a couple of things too. I had to go and pray about it a couple of days later. But, but listen, what happened, because it was crazy, right? It was insane what you would do for, for social media life. But, 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 but then I heard the healthcare, com healthcare community chime in on it, and, and, and they started talking about, man, how foolish, and doctors and, 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 and nurses started chiming in. But, but, but one doctor, Named Michael Obey. 
of Beverly Hills, a man, plastic surgeon, who just so happens to also have a degree in chemistry. He says, this ain't the regular medical type of procedure. I've got to find out how, because this girl has already shamed herself, he said. I, can we restore her? Can we restore her to her community? Can we restore her to her family? Amen. Without having to cut off all her hair and, and her scalp being messed up and the process of it. And what he did was call Gorilla Glue Folk and found out all the chemistry thing was in. He called another, amen, uh, chemical company, and, and he, he put together a chemical solution. Come on, church, and, and put the solution on her head. Amen, and he washed that stuff out of her head. Now, he told her, don't go back and do it no more, but, but, uh, but at least what he did, he well, some of them doctors, they was talking about it. He says, I got something that can cover her, and then charge her a dime. Then charge her a dime. Because he knows how to take what he has and cover her. We know you use your tongue to beat people down, use your tongue to drag people down, but God has given you the same tongue. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. He's given you the same tongue to cover folk. He's given you the same tongue to lift somebody up by their bootstraps, put them back faultless, put a throne of the grave, so God can bless them again. So you got to have a love that, that's fervent. You got to have a love that covers. But then you got to have a love that's hospitable. It, it, it says it right there in verse 9. It says use hospitality one to another. Oh, I'm going to spend a little moment here just, just a little bit. Listen here. Love that is hospitable. Now when you look this word up in the Greek, Deacon Richard, what you will find, is this word has to do really more so with strangers. To be hospitable or to be welcoming, to welcome people. <laughs> y'all know, Finney, y'all, you know, I got to walk this for a minute now. Hello, hello, because he mentioned it. I didn't mention that. That's the Bible. That's King James, New King James. I checked English Standard Version had it in it. New I, NIV had it in it. Amen. The New American Standard Bible had it in it. Amen. The Message of the Bible had it in it. Amen. Amen. All the Bible translations got it in. You got to be hospitable, which means you got to learn how to welcome people. Because folk don't look like you. Because folk are a threat to you. Come on, church. You, you, you got to learn how, especially if you got titles, especially if you go as elders and, and, and evangelists and, and, and ministers and, and deacons and, and, and pastors, you got to have a love that let folk in. They may threaten your little territory that you think a little territory. Your dog don't even give you that little territory, but you want to take that territory from somebody else. You got to let folk in. Everybody, you don't want everybody who think like you, look like you, smell like you. Come on. You don't want everybody like that. You want a diversity of people coming in. And in this end time, what God is doing is bringing some folk in the church that don't look like church folk, don't smell like church folk, don't think like church folk. But when he brings them in, he says, do you have a love that's going to welcome them in? It's hospitable. Because you don't know what that person has that can advance the family. You don't know what that person has been gifted with, what that person has went through in their life that could come and minister to other folk in the church that you can't never minister to in your own family. You've got to welcome folk in. And you've got to be able to say, like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. But, but some folk can't say that because when they get to the house, folk don't want to welcome them. You're always turning people off. Family members who have, have, have failed a family tries to come back now. But, but you always got, you, I'm, I'm so glad the prodigal son met the father before he met the older brother. I'm so goddamn glad that he met the father because the father has a hospi hospitable, amen, love about him. The older brother said, he's doing what? He's coming back. And you want me to go and turn a party over for him? You want me to get an invite list? I'm so glad that the older brother didn't meet the younger son and the son met the father before he got back home. 
And I'm telling you in this hour, you better learn how to treat people right. I'm telling you in this hour, the Hebrew writer says, you better be careful because sometimes you entertain strangers and you do it, amen, unknowingly today. You better learn how to treat people right. The same way you want to be welcome is the same spirit, the same love that you go and extend to somebody else. Should nobody ever come to the church, come to your family and feel awkward. Like they don't belong. Like you got a cut on some coat. It, uh, it, let it not be so named among the people of God. You got to have a spirit that's hospitable. That welcomes people. This is what I learned. I learned when people fall, like the prodigal son did, when they do come back home, they're going to be a much better child. But you'll never see it if you got folk that are not hospitable. <laughs> Can I keep it? I'm almost finished. Well, I've been in Chevron for, you only, you only made a few years. But you already got locked or something. I don't care if you've been here 40 years. This is Jesus' church. Jesus died. The blood of Jesus died for this church. He didn't die for you. Come on. He didn't die for your little, your, your little circle of what you think your influence is. He died for the church. And just like Jesus says, whomsoever will. <laughs> whomsoever will. Let them come. Let the drug dealer come. Let the prostitute come. Let the let drug dealer come. Let him come. Let it not be named in this church. You've been very amazed through the years how many calls I got in the background and, and, and trying to find out why somebody is not connected any longer because they've, they've met a, a consistent, unwelcoming spirit, uh, unwelcoming love. And, and God said, boy, if you don't shake things up in this pandemic, boy, if you don't reorganize some folk in this thing, so because they they, they're not coming here for your title. They're not coming here for your gifts. They're coming here to feel love. They can't feel it out there in the world because love is waxing cold in the world. If I should be able to feel love and feel acceptance and feel a part of something great, it should be in the house of God. Just because you deny people don't mean you're going to get no more time. Your time for spent. You three years now, you should be discipling folk. You're not going to still be amen sucking, amen milk, amen sucking on the breast. You ought to be able to do it. Come on, church. Your time is far spent. Now we need all the folk to come and suck on the breast. We need to take care of them now. Let them be, be welcoming. And welcome. My oldest daughter we went out there in that world for a few years and really went out there deep in it. And, and I knew when she was coming home, I, I had to tell the rest of the children, and they love each other, but I had to tell the rest of the children, listen, I won't hear nothing but love words. I, I won't hear nothing crazy because this child needs to feel welcome. This child is back. And they did an awesome job with it and, and, and have not never looked back. And that child is still home. <laughs> that child is doing good. That child is one course away from getting her masters. That, that child is within 30 days of closing on her first house. That child, come on, church, because there was a welcoming spirit. I had to look past what that child did to me and my emotions. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't. God said, I'll fix your emotions. You, you probably a man, don't you? I'll fix your emotions. But, but show her love. Because love is the incubator for people to prevail, people to exceed, people to excel. And I want, I want this church to know, we got any older prodigal sons, brothers left in this church, we're going to run you out. You're going to get delivered or driven. Because when them folk come in this church, amen, I'm telling you today, 
Because God's going to send them in. He's already talked to me about it. He's going to send them in in droves, not just once coming back, but he, he's looking for a certain type of church. And I'm telling you, we can't afford a spirit of anti, uh-oh, that's the word, look at anti-hospitality. You're going to see folk in here, very gifted going to come in here. They're going to be more gifted and grace in any area that anybody in this church is. And it's our job, amen, to let them in. Whomsoever will, let them come. If they cut somebody, we let Valerie in. She used to cut people. Amen. Jesse didn't cut a few people. God says, whomsoever, let them in. You may not curse nobody with no blade, but you curse them. You cut somebody with your tongue, let them in. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a spirit of anti-God. You have to have a welcoming spirit. A welcoming spirit. If you ever got to ask me more than twice, why you don't urge you? <laughs> don't leave, leave, leave it, leave it. Leave the question right there. Don't, don't, don't beg for that answer. Just, just leave well enough alone. Just leave. Just, just let's keep our relationship. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. If you want to, I ain't been called a Greek yet. You just leave stuff alone. You're not ready for that conversation right now. You ain't been built up in the faith enough yet. You've not been edified in your spirit where your spirit man can, can override your emotions to override offense. So, so leave it alone. God puts people in ministry as he sees fit. I'm closing out. The last love is love that shares. Is it Valentine, Danny? He says, verse 9, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Be grudging about it. Bad attitude. Verse 10 says this. As every man has received the gift. As every man. Can I say this? Every man has. Every woman. Every man. Every child has received a gift from God. Every person in a family has some talent or gift to make the family better. As every man has, he didn't say, as some men have received gift, did he? He says, as every man, all men have received the gift. What's the gift? The gift is always the gift that's in package through the Holy Spirit of love, but it's packaged in other different diverse gifts that comes out through love, but it's how we, we minister in these gifts and the up, up, uh, it is packaged in love. So every man has received the gifts even so, minister, that word minister means to share. Do you know that's what ministers means, to share? Oh, God, I got that calling. I got that itch. I got, what, what kind of itch you got? What, 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 what is it? What, 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 what part of your body itching? What, 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 what kind of itch you got? What, 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 where did the itch come from? I mean, did you, get in, did you do some lawn care last night? Got some bushes? What, what's the itch? No, 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 man, God. No, 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 man, God. Oh, God, it's been faithful. God says he didn't call me. What did he call you to, man? Uh, to take care of that child you ain't been taking care of. Who, who, what, what's the calling on your life? What, what kind of calling you got, man? Oh, no, no, no. He's called me to minister. To minister. Oh, oh, he's called you to share. He's called you to share. That's what. Uh, I say share. That's what I, say. I say he's called me to minister. Yeah, he called you to share. And what he called you to. As every man has received a gift, even so minister or share the same one to another. We're closing in, in a minute. As, as good stewards, as your steward. Everything that God has given, everything that you have, you were stewards over it. It's, it's not yours. So he says, love shares. Love is not about just receiving. 
Love is about first sharing. It's about sharing. Sharing. It's not, it's not one-sided. When, when you come into family, whether it's a natural family or spiritual family, you come into a partnership. We all have equal equity in this family. The results of what we're going to get from this family, spiritual or natural, is, is, is a part of what all of us came collectively together and we shared. Amen, somebody. Everybody has gifts. They can, they can, they can, they, when, when you come to, to, to family, and, and, and I get nervous sometimes, I always ask this question when I'm marrying somebody. This is the first thing I ask, and I ask it always. In the premarital council, I always ask it on the first meeting. One thing I ask, why are y'all getting married? What is the reason you getting married? What is the reason you getting married? It's, 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 it's amazing how the husbands always won't be first, but they're, they're saying, I'll, I'll, I'm going I'm to let her handle that one first. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then they come, and then... Because nine times out of ten, people get married to receive. Don't know, I won't pray now. I, 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 I need some more. We're we going to do this thing better financially. We, gonna, we, we, we got good, good credit score, got, got good, good money coming in. Amen. He got all his teeth, whatever the situation, well, whatever going on. Listen now. They, 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 they got something, and it's going to help my life. Somehow it's going to help all my kids. It's going to help our life. If, if, if we get married, life is going to be better. That's not love. What love says is I got something I got to give. I got something that I need to advance. I've got something that I need to, to, to make an advantage or have an advantage. i got all of this in me, and, and, and God has called me to join something and to add to it. Because as I add to it, I start walking into a different level of purpose. I start feeling better about myself. The reason why most folk ain't wanting purpose because they are hiding, they're shutting up their bowels, and they're not sharing what they have. But when you learn how to share what you have, you release it out of you. You'll feel real good about yourself. Even some strongholds you'll be delivered from because you're coming to the table and saying, I'm looking for an opportunity to share. Even Paul, when he wrote letters, he says, I'm looking for an opportunity to come to you, to preach the gospel to you, to share the good news of Jesus Christ to you. Oh, we need people in this hour that don't have an attitude of just taking all the time. What can the church do for me? What can this family do for me? What can my husband, what can my wife do? But will you change your attitude and say, I got something to give. I am somebody. I'm fearful and wonderfully made. God broke the bank when he created me. And I need somewhere to park this gift. You'll find out quick that your whole dynamics of the relationship will turn around. coming to the church for the church to do anything for you. You're coming to the church to add to the church. And as you add, it's reciprocated back to you. I had a meeting with a, a call with a loved one the other day, and I, I really cried on the phone. I got emotional because I thought about me and this personal relationship. And I said, oh, and, and, it, and the conversation went like calling. And like, I mean, ain't nobody calling. Come on, sometimes to share. Sometimes you've got to add to people's life. Sometimes it's just not all about what you can get. Sometimes it's about what you can put into this thing. And it hit me all these years of this relationship. You ain't, I, I, it's, I've been the giver. I've been the sharer. And it ain't nobody sharing back with me. And I'm telling you relationships is like that. It ain't mine and I'm talking about my wife. I'm talking about somebody else. And I want you to know today you got to learn how to have an attitude of sharing with people. You may not have no money, but you got a word of encouragement. you got a car that God can bless you with. 
We got Mother Jerry who went down, and I got two members so I can share my car. Amen. It ain't about, amen. It ain't about riding through Maddox Park on Sunday. I need, mean, I'm going to use my car. Everybody got something. But the different spirit and attitude of an individual who always on the take again. Who, who sits up there all prideful at the family meeting and, 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 and just can't wait to get their little caution in. I hear all that, but what, what y'all going to do for me? Joker, get away from the table. Get out. Get, get. Uh, you may never have an armor bearer at your table. Go call one. Find somebody. Get a dog and, and run them out of there because you ain't family. Family gives to each other. Family shares with each other. Family pours themselves out in other people's lives. If my family have a greater need, I've got to pour out myself to make sure that greater need is taken care of. I want them to live their best life. That means I've got to every day share in my energy and share everything. But when I go to bed at night, I'm so peaceful. I'm so laid man restful and, and fulfilled. Because you're gonna let you're gonna die with it in you. Learn how to share. You can't have an attitude of taking your whole life from everything that God connects you with. He's given you as a gift. And if you want to receive the reciprocity of, of, of the benefits of that organization back as a gift, I've got to give it all to them. You're holding back. That's what I'm telling this church. Release your spirits. Don't you hold back on God no longer. God has given you gifts and you don't get to sit down with your attitude and, and, and dictate what you're going to do as a steward of what God has given us. You can't have an attitude where God is blessing down. I'm, I'm looking for opportunities to share in my marriage. I'm closing the sharing in the marriage. I'm going hard. I don't know how. I don't know how it's gonna come back. I don't know how this is gonna come back. But I got to. I got to leave it all on the line. That's why you be very careful who you marry, because God's gonna call you to give everything, and and, and you're not blessed when you restrain things from, from from what God has connected you to. Insurance come to come in the day. They say you putting in a. a, a what going on? You put in another life insurance policy? I got to give it all. I'm going to be leaving here. I turned 51 last year. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but but I got to pull out. I, I, I got to share everything I got. I tell my wife, she can have, she can have the, the account, got all the access codes, whatever. All the accounts don't matter to me because whatever you see on the balance, she come on, on them, on them bank statements, I'm sharing everything I got. And I want everybody to share with me. If we doing it like that, let's be true partners. Let's share everything. Because if I feel you're holding back, if God feels you're holding back, God says it's not love. And in closing, this is what God says in the book of Ephesians. He says, I gave some. This is not about pastoral leadership I'm closing out quickly stay there I'm just going two minutes he says I gave some he's talking about the fivefold gifts to the ministry he says I gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors uh, uh, some uh, some teachers and he says I I've given them listen he says I've given them for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the building up the body of Christ so when you bring gifts in it builds us up it builds up the whole body. You just may have a ministry of, 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 of in your family, of encouraging a whole family. That's a great gift in this hour. That is the most thought-out gift in this hour. Don't be a taker all your life. Don't be a taker all your life. Change your attitude. Love says, I've got to share. I've got so much in me. Jeremiah says, like, shot fire, shove in my bones. I got so much in me. Amen. That's why I can't sleep at night, anxiety, because so much in me, it ain't going nowhere. 
I got to share it. So God told me this morning, tell the ministry to release what you got. You'll feel better. That's what you tell people when they constipate and go to the go to the restroom, you'll feel better. I'm telling you, you'll feel better. Release it. You'll feel a lot better. You don't need no sleeping pills to get to bed. You'll feel better. You don't need Zantas. You'll feel better. If you learn how to take what's in you and share it. I know you've been hurt. I know, but, but, but they ain't got nothing to do. Amen. God want to do a new thing in you. You got to share. a certain relationship in church or family and they're never the giver they're always looking to be shared into but not looking to share everybody has something to give everybody has something to give everybody has something that will impact people's lives to infinity if we just share it well I ain't got over that last hurt when I was a child got molested God has God has allowed something to be deposited in you that if you share it, it makes you feel better to tell people what didn't happen to you. To tell people I went through this agony, this pain, this, this situation. And, and, and that's what Paul says. He says, all these things God brought me through. He says, so I can go back and strengthen the brother with these same things. I'm closing. God could be the good. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I don't know what's going on, but, but that's love. That's love. To fervently love people with all you got passion about it. To be hospitable. To share. And I'm going to tell you if you learn that last one and it becomes a discipline in your life, it will draw people to you of that same spirit. The reason you keep getting takers in your life, the reason certain churches get takers all the time, because that's who they are. And spirits begets spirits. Change it. I got a lot to give still. I know I was talking about dying a lot, but I don't know dying. I'm not saying good God told me I got a lot to give. I just be saying stuff, you know, because sometimes I get out of my emotional things too, but I'm glad I got a lot of light to get. I got a lot in me. God said, you ain't, you ain't begun yet. You ain't begun to really share like you need to share. You ain't begun yet. Amen, somebody. Let's, let's stand. Happy Valentine's Day, child. I see some of y'all got red on. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's with fervency, sharing, hospitality. What's the other one I said? What's the other one I said? Huh? Covering. That's it. Listen. God bless you. You look at it. They have a Valentine's Day to you. Pray that love bounds in your life. These are the four things that Peter says. This is the love. It's going to make you successful. You won't be successful without family. You won't be successful without the group. And what makes the group and the family awesome, an awesome vessel to reckon with in this hour that cannot be defeated by any force on this earth including the devil and his imps there's a strong family natural and spiritual but it takes love to build this house happy Valentine's Day to you I'm going to transition to the membership here God bless all those who have come today put the focus on in a minute, if you're watching today, bless you. We pray for you. Say a quick prayer for you. You know where to give is on there. Yeah, we don't have to show it to you. It's on there. You got a spirit of sharing. It's out there. The platform is out there. God bless you. Tell Lord, like God bless those who's watching today. Allow them to experience an overwhelming love on today. This Valentine's Day, but we know every day is Valentine's for the saints 
because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. But let them today, God, be encouraged. They need saved today, God. And repent of their sin. Accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. And be connected to, and, and just be an awesome force to share in some church family. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today if you're watching. Be blessed. Till next time, we'll be here Wednesday and again next Sunday. God bless you.